You are listening to Revolver Podcast. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like Godbud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local state and national laws before ordering. It's time to roll up those joints, pack those bowls, and fire up those nails. Because you're listening to Blazing with Bobby Black. What's up, Blackalites, and welcome to another edition of Blazin'. I'm your host, Bobby Black. You know, I am a huge comic book geek. I've been collecting comic books my whole life. I love superhero movies. I love anything to do with sci-fi and superhero stuff. Uh, I'm a sucker for it. What can I say? Anytime one of the big epic superhero blockbusters hits the screen, I have to go see it in IMAX 3D, and of course, I have to be high for it. I mean, what good is seeing a movie on the big screen in 3D in IMAX with superheroes battling if you're not going to be high for it? Personally, I prefer edibles for movies. I like to take a nice nibble of this or nibble of that and uh, go see a movie and man, you just get totally engrossed in it. It's awesome. So anyway, uh, the reason I bring all this up is that today we're going to be doing a little something different on Blazin. Rather than doing an interview with uh, a notable guest, uh, I'm going to be having a good friend of mine sit in on the show, and we're going to geek out together. We're going to get high, we're going to dab our faces off, and we are going to geek out on all the cool superhero TV shows, movies, sci-fi, and all that good stuff, Uh, because that's what we do when we're off the air. That's what we do. I mean, that's how we roll, and I'm sure that's how a lot of you guys out there roll as well. You get high, you have a beer... You sit down on your couch and you throw on a really good movie and you get lost in the couch and in the movie. It's 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 one of the best things to do when you're high. No no question. So my guest today is a good friend of mine. He is a stand-up comedian out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and he also happens to be a bud tender in Phoenix, actually outside of Phoenix at the Emerald Palace in Gilbert. Uh, please welcome to the show my good friend, Benjamin Vitoff. What's up, Ben? Hey, what's up? How's it going? 
It's going good, man. It's going good. So uh, it's good to have you uh, on the show. You know, we've been talking about doing this for a while, and I think uh, you know th- this is uh, something that the average stoner can relate to. You know, just geeking out and getting high. Oh, geeking out, getting high in comic books. That's pretty much uh, pretty much my repertoire and all that. Yeah, and of course, sci-fi, Star Wars, and Matrix, and all that, all that stuff. You know, I, I may be a full-grown adult, but the child inside me is alive and well. <laughs> it's funny because you have to like you have to like fight for respect for for comic book stuff now, and, and I mean comic book stuff, not not just like the movies and stuff. You know, the the movies everybody knows about, but actual comic books. It's it's funny how much you have to actually get out there and fight for respect for that just to be a com- a real comic book nerd. Sure, sure. So before we uh, get geeking, um, I want to know what you uh, you have anything special you're smoking on there? Raspberry cough. Oh, I have not tried the raspberry cough. I have to get a hold of some of that stuff because uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, the strawberry cough strain was created by Kyle Cushman, former editor at High Times, and uh, now the head of Hi. Vegematrix. Which is the uh, all vegan organic uh, cannabis uh, fertilizer uh, solutions and stuff. Anyway, so Kyle and I used to work together at High Times, and he created this awesome strain. And we were out in the stairway, the back stairway of the old High Times office where we used to go blaze during the day. And uh, we were out there, and he was like showing off his new strain to us. And, uh, you know, so we were smoking it, and he didn't, hadn't come up with a name for it yet. So, we were all puffing on it, and I think it was the art director, uh, Frank, took a hit and, like, coughed his guts up. And then, like, when he was done coughing, he said, it tastes like strawberries. And that's where Strawberry Cough got its name from, just from him doing a big old hit and coughing and, and saying it tasted like... That's awesome. So that's the origin of Strawberry Cough. So now I'm really curious to find out where the raspberry... Obviously, it's a Strawberry Cough hybrid but what was it crossed with and how did it come about i'm, I'm gonna look into that i'm gonna have to try some of that is, is that from your dispensary the raspberry cough dispensary no, this, that you were... this is this is from a buddy of mine oh right on okay well if any of you listeners out there know where we can get uh some where i can get some raspberry cough out in cali uh hit me up and uh, i gotta try some of that but um anyway so that's what you're smoking i'm smoking this badass delicious live resin I don't know the strain because uh, it was <laughs> it was anonymously uh, I received it anonymously, let's say, but it's delicious, and I'm gonna do a big old dab right now. So hang on a second. All right. Sometimes the anonymous is the best. <laughs> All right, so I gotta let it cool down for a second. You heat it up to cool it down. That's what my wife April likes to say. I love that saying. That's the, that's the best saying in the world. Obviously, uh, we have some uh, dabbers listening, and uh, if you're an experienced dabber, you already know this, but if you're a beginner dabber, I should point out that you, whenever you do a, a hit off the nail, you should make sure you let it cool down a bit. Never hit it off of a super hot nail because you vaporize all the terpenes and all the good flavor and, and aroma stuff, and you don't get a, as tasty a hit. So you got to kind of let it you heat it up to cool it down, and then you do your hit, and then, and then it's delicious. You got to heat it up just to cool it down. All right. All right. So, 
As I mentioned uh, last week on my show, I just moved to California uh, just a couple weeks ago, and Captain America Civil War was about to leave the IMAX theaters. It wasn't going to be showing anymore, and I had one day left, and I went on the last day. I went on a matinee. There was nobody in the theater, and I went to the IMAX 3D, and man, I got to say, I've been a big fan of all the Marvel movies. I'm not going to lie, but this one, I don't know what it was. I don't think I've liked a Marvel movie as much since the first Avengers film. It it was that good. Like the it was intelligent. The plot was like not obvious and the the character development and interactions were just unbelievable to say nothing of the effects and the and the action sequences. What was your take on Civil War, Ben? I liked Civil War a lot and and I think Marvel every time just keeps on getting better and better. And it's funny cuz everybody everybody compares every every movie to the first one, but, but civil war, you know, like that really was the first time you saw them go at it with each other. And you saw it where there wasn't like a central, some central villain with like an army of similar themed villains, you know, to send after them. So it was cool to really see their powers go up against each other and stuff like that. I I liked it a lot. Yeah. I I agree with you. And first of all, I should say now, and this is something we should say whenever we talk uh, geek stuff, you know, spoiler alerts. Um, Captain America Civil War is now out of the IMAX theater. It's been playing for well over a month, so I'm, I think we're pretty safe on any spoilers You're at this point. So, um, but yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was cool that the you know, rather than having some big scary villain, the villain was very understated. It was very subtle. Like you, you didn't know yeah. exactly who he was or why he was doing what he was doing until the very end, and then it all comes together, and you're just like, holy shit, like. This this devious little motherfucker, man. Like he, <laughs> look what he was able to accomplish with just a little like sleight of hand and like you know what I mean. Like he he I, I tore like how they it up. Off their insecurities of of the previous of the previous movies. You know they they played big time off of like their insecurities of of what seemed like the success in saving the world in one way. Yeah, you saved the world, but like a whole city was destroyed, or like you know like you know, you prevented Ultron from doing this, but what about all the people, you know, like, and they played off that against each other really well based on their characters. And then that, you know, there's a lot of ways that that could have came off really terrible. You know, Batman, Superman, that came off kind of like corny in, in, in some ways, I thought, you know, in, in this one, they pulled it off just, you know, amazingly, I thought. Well, okay, you brought it up. <sighs> Batman versus <laughs> Superman. <laughs> That was going to be obviously the next place we were going to go. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> not that we're done talking about Civil War, but <coughs> it's it's hard not to talk about one without the other. You know, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Well, I know this is a hugely unpopular opinion, and I often have this opinion about movies. Um, but I actually really enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I admit that there are some. Issues with it uh, <laughs> that are you know there was a, there was a lot of things that could have been done better, um, but I think a lot of things were done well. And to me, the dynamic between the two of them and just seeing those characters on screen for the first time and the way the way the characters were actually visualized and portrayed, I thought were very well. Lex Luthor is my big problem with the movie. That's my honestly my biggest problem. Oh yeah, with the movie. First of all, I. I wasn't sure about that casting from the beginning, and I just – to me, that wasn't Lex Luthor. I know he was trying to reimagine yeah, the character for a 21st century whatever. He was like some kind of tech genius or something. Yeah. But And I don't think that's a bad character plot upgrade, but 
the portrayal was too much like the Joker and not enough like he shouldn't be some like silly raving lunatic. He's a cold, calculating villain. Yeah, and you know, I'm not saying there isn't a touch of crazy in there, but it's not portrayed in that way. As far as I, you know, I just think it was a bad casting choice, and I did not care for Jesse Eisenberg's. I- choices I in thought, that role. I, I thought Jesse Eisenberg was a terrible choice for it. Yeah. Like, I, I thought the, they didn't allow Lex Luthor to be Lex Luthor, you know? Yeah, that was my, one of my big ones. And Do- and Doomsday, the other villain, too. I liked the idea of the way they brought Doomsday into it with Zod, and I, you know, I thought that was cool. The plot of it was great. I just thought the CGI could have been done better. Like, I, after seeing Hulk... Like, I'm spoiled. Like, I want to yeah, see... Yeah. When I see a character, I want... Or Yoda. Like, the way Yoda was done in CGI. You forget... I, you know you forget like, that they're... I like Yoda. I like Yoda in the prequels. I know a lot of people hate yeah. that, but I, I like Yoda in the prequels. I thought... Every time I saw Yoda in the prequels, I thought he was badass. At this point... And the, I still do. Yeah. Like, watching it, when, watching it years later in the prequels, when he walks out, you know, even even though it's obviously CG, he just still looks cool as hell. Yeah, but if you if you look sure. at the if you look at the quality of like his skin and stuff in the, in the CGI, like there was a great yeah. amount of detail and effort put into making that look as as realistic as possible. I didn't feel that at all it with works. Doomsday. I feel like with Doomsday, they just slapped some monster together on the screen, you know, and it looked a little like him, but it yeah. didn't look enough like him in the comics, and uh, it just looked it well, didn't look know- real. It's cool in the comic books. Like Doomsday was awesome in the comic book, and I remember that from from years ago when that came out. You know, like it was awesome. But I think now, fast forward years later, with CGI and movies and all that stuff, like sometimes the biggest monster of a villain isn't the coolest one you can have in a movie. You know, because because it just ends up being like, okay, well they just destroy the city and nothing really eventful happens. You know, like that's like Hulk versus Abomination. Like once you've seen it once you know, you kind of have seen it again in all the other movies, which yeah. is why I was disappointed that they didn't, they didn't trust Lex Luthor to be Lex Luthor. Cause he's, cause he's not CGI or he's not, you know, a big flashy villain at first, you know, but like, had they pumped, put more faith in him as a villain. And, and by faith, I mean, like, I want to see Lex Luthor, like, you know, bald, you know, an evil scientist type guy that wants like power hungry. I want to see him, I want to see him in his outfit, you know, the, you know, the green, hmm. like, uh, you know, the suit. suit he has, yeah. Well, that's know, the, probably you know, coming he, in the next movie. I would, I would imagine, you know, I, that, well, I hope so, you know, cause yeah. I, I, you know, all that shit I want to see, you, you know, can, I, well, you got to build up to that. Cause he can't just go from, he's just like first meeting Superman. He doesn't, you have to, you have to put a little, build a little time in for the arc, you know, but well, let's talk about, first of all, I think Ben Affleck, I was skeptical when I first heard the casting, but I got to say, I think he did an excellent job as Batman. I thought he was cool. I thought he was cool. I yeah. liked him. I I think he did a great job. I thought the outfit looked great. I thought that he kicked major ass in the in the movie. Like I remember when I saw it, I turned to my buddy that I went to see it with, Dave, and I said, uh, "In this movie, Batman makes James Bond look like a fucking pussy." You know, like, <laughs> and that ain't easy. That ain't an easy thing to I have, do. Dude, I have that argument with my friend all the time about Batman versus James Bond. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it would be an epic matchup. I mean, the only difference oh, would yeah, be is that sure. Batman's got the tech and the gadgets. Bond has gadgets, but he doesn't have the same. He doesn't, you know. I don't know. It's a good matchup. Batman it's a good James matchup. Bond would be almost as epic as Batman versus Superman. Like that would be like. <laughs> that, that oh would be my god! Speaking ever. of which, 
you tell tell me you've seen this uh, a year or two ago they released a video somebody did a fan film and it was the quality was excellent it was Batman versus Darth Vader did you see that no oh dude oh man I got oh, I got to find awesome. that link and and post it on your wall man uh, you know what I'm gonna post it on the Blades in Facebook page so everybody could check it out if they haven't seen it but uh, you gotta watch this somebody made this fan film and I can't believe the production quality it's fantastic Batman versus Darth Vader. Darth Vader has Superman held captive, and Batman shows up to rescue him, nice. like on the fucking Imperial ship. It's the most epic throwdown between two of the most badass characters ever created. It's uh, it's a must. Hell so yeah. when we're done with this, uh, you you got to get do a big hit and then go watch that because it's oh, it's so good. I like fan films because they can always have the stuff that you know will never happen. Like you'll never see that because like. For so many reasons, you know, like like Star Wars now is Disney with Marvel and like, you know, Batman, you know, being born, you know, but like fan films, you can like see all that stuff. Like there's a lot of fan films out there that are actually pretty good. Absolutely. So let me ask you, um, this is a show about weed, obviously. So uh, when you go <laughs> when you go to the movies to see one of the movies that we love to see, are you A, sometimes high, B, always high, C, never high? Or D, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> always high. Yeah, okay. D, D, always, what was the question high? <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying in the intro, I love edibles for movies. Like I love to yeah. eat an edible and then get glued to that IMAX chair and like lose myself in the 3D. I, like I try to like put myself into the whole experience. Is that something you do? You do edibles? Gummies. Gummies. Oh, you're a gummy man. Yep, gummies for well, for it's funny because gummies for movies. That's what I saw the first time I saw Batman vs Superman. I ate some gummies uh, before catching the midnight show for that one. Had some gummies before uh, Captain America, so it's shaping up where gummies are kind of my to go thing for for movies. Right on. It's good to have your own ritual and stuff. Uh, I'm not I'm not so much of a gummy man. Uh, I'm more of a I like dark chocolate and I like anything with peanut butter or coffee. Any of those things, and I'm good. Like, I'm real good. All right, so uh, we need to take a quick break now, but we will be back very shortly with more Getting High and Geeking Out with uh, comedian Ben Vidoff here on Blazin. Want to grow your own weed but not sure where to get the seed? Go to bcbuddepot.com. For nearly 15 years, BC Bud Depot has been building one of the world's most comprehensive seed banks, offering over 50 strains of top-quality cannabis to suit every grower's needs, including multiple award-winning strains like God Bud, The Perps, BC Blueberry, Girl Scout Cookies, and more. In fact, BC Bud Depot's genetics have won over 30 different cannabis awards over the past decade. So you know you're dealing with a recognized industry leader that will deliver you some of the most potent, flavorful flowers on the planet. They ship worldwide, offering fast, discreet delivery at reasonable prices. All online orders are processed within 48 hours and are packaged and mailed with the utmost stealth and safety in mind. And if for some reason your order gets lost, damaged, or confiscated, BC Bud Depot will resend it at no extra charge guaranteeing that every customer receives what they paid for. Whether you're looking for indica or sativa, indoor or outdoor, feminized or auto-flowering, BC Bud Depot has the seeds you need at a price you can handle. But don't take my word for it. Check out their extensive library of award-winning genetics for yourself at bcbuddepot.com. 
and type in promo code BLAZIN420 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. BC Bud Depot, home of cannabis champions since 2002. Please check your local, state, and national laws before ordering. All right, and we are back here geeking out, dabbing out, having fun on the air with you, with my good friend Ben Vitoff, stand-up comedian and bud tender extraordinaire from Phoenix. <laughs> I, tell him, I tell him bud tender and life coach as well. <laughs> so, okay, so of all the superhero movies that have come out, as much as I've enjoyed being high and watching all of them, there's one superhero movie that I think is going to be the most fun if you're high, and it's coming out in November, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Are you even remotely as psyched for that movie as I am? I, I am, but I think, and, and I've said this about Doctor Strange all the time, I think that the dude who played the Viper in Game of Thrones should have been Doctor Strange. I think that guy would have been so cool for him. Wait, which one's, the, wait, which one's that, the Viper? Hold on. Who, which one's the Viper? The guy that took down the mountain right before the mountain Oh, him, oh, you know? okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a ridiculous fight. Oh, my God. I know, I know. That was one of the best fights on planet Earth ever. That was the most shocking. Like, violence doesn't really ever offend or shock me, but that was so... I mean, that made Walking Dead look like... I don't even oh, yeah. know. I can't even... I'm losing my ability to express myself at this point because I'm so high. I'm about to do another dab, actually. But, yeah, and that was cra- it was a crazy ending to that fight, and that I won't spoil alert, but... uh that fight on Game of Thrones is is like on par with uh, on Deadwood, where uh, what's his face? Swinging, swinging, like sidekick or whatever. Dan, you know, fights uh, that other guy's big sidekick, and they go at it and just pump oh, each other. Oh yeah, in the mud holy in the of the shit! I forgot about that. I, I know that's about one, that. Oh my that's god, that's a good where one. Pops out. That's a good one, man. Oh, I got to go back and watch that now. Yeah, I yeah. Gotta go but, on, uh, but for yeah. for for Doctor Strange. I, I think it looks. I think it looks awesome because it, it's. They've done like the, the galaxy thing with Guardians of the Galaxy, the outer space stuff. They've done like kind of spy stuff with Captain America. You know, I, I've always liked Doctor Strange, first of all, and I, I like the magic aspect of Marvel. So I'm, absolutely I'm definitely excited about yeah. that. Yeah, and not only not only is it the only Marvel character that's really about magic. But the movie looks like psychedelic and trippy as hell. Like it looks trippy. Like I want to take acid and go see that movie. Like forget edibles. Like I want to. I want to be right, on right. mushrooms or acid or something when I see that movie. Because mushrooms it, would be a good. I one. think it's mushrooms gonna. Mushrooms would be perfect for Doctor Strange. I think it's gonna it would blow my mind, and that's what it's about for me. You know, and that's the th- that maybe that's the reason that I love movies. Like whenever there's new superhero movies that come out, of course the internet goes you know all the people come out and point out all the plot holes and everything that's wrong with it and and i i see that stuff too and i you know and i i don't deny it but at the same time like the especially the first time you see the movie to be super high and immersed in it you just end up liking it more than you would have i think and i do i mean at least for me like if i would have just gone in straight and saw it like in a regular theater without the imax 3d without the pot I'd probably be like, "Oh, this was an this was a good movie," you know. But when you're when you're in the experience and you're like, "Whoa, that is what it's all about." Just the same thing as when you go to a concert. It's the same thing. It's about being in the zone, you know. It, it amplifies. It amplifies everything they're throwing at you. Like, like they put all that. They put millions of dollars into the sound and visuals and stuff like that. And all you need to do is just give it a little push with you know a dab or something, and you know it amplifies all of it. I mean, when you get stoned, those movies are made for you to get stoned and go see. 
Yeah, I I actually think that Benedict Cumberbatch is a perfect casting for Doctor Strange. I was so stoked when they announced oh, that. Really? I, oh, dude, I love Benedict go on, Cumberbatch. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go <laughs> on. Not a fan? You're not a fan? Well, okay, okay. I think I think they, they felt... I think Marvel has been having hit after hit after hit where they feel <laughs> the need and the pressure to have, like, a strong, like, star so that that star could hang with you know, the, the, the cast of all the other Avengers instead of going for somebody who, like, would just plain old kick-ass as Doctor Strange, you know? Does yeah. that make sense? Like, there's other people that could have been <laughs> way better as Doctor Strange, but they go with Benedict Cumberbatch because he's a star that can, you know, hang with Paul Rudd, Robert Downey Jr., you know, all those all those other heavy hitters. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. When, I don't, I don't, in my mind, I don't see it that way, though. I just I think he's I think he's great. I love Sherlock, the BBC show Sherlock that he plays Sherlock Holmes. It's brilliant. He was okay as Khan, you know that was that was what it it was. But I think he's great. I think so he's going to do a really Trek, good yeah, job. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to do a really good job. But anyway, whatever. I think uh, I think he'll do good. Like that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think he's bad. I think Marvel just had pressure to have like an A list star as him instead of maybe taking a risk on somebody lesser known. You know. Yeah. That that's all. Like I. I definitely think he'll be good. Like I'm not like anti Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, as Doctor Strange at all. You know, I just I, st- I stand with my story with everybody that I talk to. I stand with it <laughs> that I think the Viper would have been awesome as Doctor. Fair enough. Strange. Fair enough. I'm you know. Look, I I thought I thought when they cast. Uh what's his name, Brolin as Thanos, that that was a great casting, but I had other actors in mind that I thought would be the right, a, a right, good right. Thanos. For me, the ultimate Thanos would be, and this sucks because I can't remember his name and I feel bad because I love this actor. Uh, he played the villain in Highlander, the Kurgan, and then he's also, oh my God, he, was in, cool. uh, he was in the HBO show uh, Carnival. Have you ever seen that? I saw a couple episodes. He was of that. he was downright demonic in that show. But anyway, he's got a really, really deep voice. He's got a wide face and a big jaw, and he's yeah. a, he's an incredible actor. But uh, I think he would have been a perfect Thanos. He's my would have been my first choice. Kurgan was one of the coolest villains in movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, dude, I really hope we get to uh, go to some superhero movies together. Now that uh, I'm out here in Cali and we're like driving distance, we should uh, we should make an event of it. Where I'm not drunk and passed out like Captain America. <laughs> oh right, right. That was that was at, that was at the cup in uh, was it Michigan? No, or was it Colorado? No, no. It was, it was in uh, Denver because it was Denver. That's what I okay. Out right on each right. other's shoulders yeah. in Denver. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember the theater in my head, and it was near that weird strip club place, wasn't it? Like where? Yeah, yeah. Outside of Denver, that dude who owns the strip club, and he like is the mayor of the town. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. We, just to let everybody in on the joke, we were at a Cannabis Cup in Denver a couple of years ago, and uh, another Captain America movie had just come out, was Winter Soldier, right? And uh, yeah. I hadn't seen it yet. You had seen it, and you just got into town, and we were looking to meet up, and I said, well, I want to go see Winter Soldier, and you were like, shit, I'll go see it again. We went to go see it, and you totally just passed out in the theater. There was a couple other people with us, but you just passed out. You were actually snoring in the theater. <laughs> which uh, which I thought was uh, my pretty sleep funny. apnea was raging in the oh, middle yeah. of the movie. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that was funny. But listen, if that's your most embarrassing story, then you have nothing to worry about. I have a much more embarrassing story. Remember in uh, uh, after the slightly oh, yeah. stupid show in Denver? Was that the same trip? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that was that was the that was the year before. Oh, that was okay. the year before. Okay, I was gonna say if that was the same 
trip, then that was a that was a damn uh, eventful okay. trip. No, no, no. I think it was the year before. Yeah, dude. All these all the cups have like run together in my brain. Like you know, that's why I have to. April, you know, says to me like, "Why do you keep all these papers? Why do you keep everything?" It's like because I have evidence that it happened, and if I don't, if I throw that away, I, I might forget it ever even happened. Like you know. I need, yeah. I need to, I need to keep my life documented because a I'm a writer and I want to use that as material at some point you know and b because if I don't document it I will forget I have the worst memory on earth personally from personal experience I would say that that is one of the very few uh, negative uh, side effects of smoking a lot of weed is it it can play havoc with your short term memory I smoked so much for so long that I think information doesn't retain immediately like i have to really want to like okay i gotta remember this like i gotta remember this you know it's it's a curse man it's a curse but uh that's a small that's a small price to pay well and on the list of things that could go wrong in life yeah i mean that's uh it's better than uh heart disease or uh what happened to prince or michael jackson you know what i mean so i'll uh i'll deal with it uh uh, yeah do another bong hit do another bong hit because uh we have one more topic i'm gonna hit on before we uh, call it an episode, let's say, we got to just bring up briefly Star Wars because what kind of geek out conversation doesn't include Star Wars? So yes. <laughs> um, brief take on the on The Force Awakens, brief impressions and comments, and then we'll talk about what some of the movies that are supposed to be coming out that look exciting in the Star Wars universe. I like The Force Awakens. You, lo- you loved it or you liked it? I, I I loved it, and I'll and I'll tell you why. Because the Force the Force Awakens, it was I understand why they had to kind of link it back towards the original and bring it all back and stuff like that. I, I liked it because we're talking about it so much. Where it, it's it's a mystery. There's a lot of mysteries that, that I have no clue what's going on in there, and I and I like that. And I was thinking about it the other day because I have no idea what they're going to do in the next episode. You know, and and that's a cool thing to say about in the in the prequels. You you knew the direction it was heading. You knew all that. Like I, I enjoy the excitement of it of, of not knowing again the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, I don't dislike it. I enjoyed it, but I thought it was way too derivative of A New Hope. Like just way. I I, I get the par- you want to draw parallels. I get that you want to you know link it back to the first film, and that's all well and good. But like they went a little overboard with the similarity. I think, and uh, it kind of turned me off a little I bit. Think- I think that's fair to say, but I think I, I think as long as the next one is totally like way out there, different, and you know, like whoa, what the hell was that? Then I think it'll be okay. You know, years from now when the whole trilogy comes out and you're back to watching that first one, The Force Awakens, it, it's not going to seem so much like oh, that's just like you know, A New Hope or whatever. You know, because you're going to have the other movies to compare it to. So as long as the next one is just where the hell did that go with it, you know, yeah. but in a cool way, then I think it, it it won't matter as much, you know? It's sort of like the Phantom Menace of the new trilogy. Like, we gotta we gotta make this film to establish some shit, and then trust us, right. it's gonna get better from here. Like, that's basically the agreement yeah, yeah, with the yeah. film. Like, yeah. So, yeah, whatever. You know, I have mixed feelings about Kylo Ren. Like, he's a great villain with the mask on. You know, he's hit or miss with the mask off, you know, because I don't know if that's the way it was written, the character, or the way he chooses to do it. I don't know. It's It has potential, but I wasn't, it didn't nail it for me. Like, he could have been, I don't know, a little better. I really liked how they set up the rivalry between Kylo Ren and Rey. You know, I, I at first, 
was uh, not so much into Ray. Like when I saw the commercials and the previews and stuff like that, I was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. I liked how they set up, you know, Ray's going off to train with Luke. Kylo Ren is going off to train with, you know, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. And I think that, that Ray's vision when she grabbed the lightsaber, I thought at first it was a vision of like the past, you know, like, Kylo Ren attacking, you know, Luke and the Jedi Academy or whatever. I think it's it's the future where Kylo Ren's going to come back for them with all of his buddies, you know, and I, I want to see that showdown for sure. Well, the big showdown, I think, obviously, is going to be Luke and Kylo, you know. Right. That's going to be like the Vader-Obi-Wan fight, not the first one, the se- like more like the second one maybe, I think, you know, like when he sees him again. Yeah. Oh, the student has now become the master, you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but awesome. he's gonna be like, there's some real anger issues going on between the two of them. I mean, when Luke finds out, you know what happened to Han, he's gonna be pissed. Luke is now the Vader, but a good Vader. But he's now like the the father figure that's being rebelled against, and now you know Kylo, the master that's being rebelled against, and Kylo is like the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's gonna be a cool showdown. I think I feel very optimistic about Luke. I thought that, you know, Carrie Fisher and, and Harrison Ford did an okay job, but they weren't, I don't know, they just weren't as on their game as they used to be. But I think Mark Hamill, on the other hand, I think he is about to give a freaking A-game performance, dude. Seriously, like, Mark Hamill has oh, I can't been... wait to see that. Mark Hamill's been staying in, in roles, and he's been doing, uh, I mean, the Joker voice he does is fantastic. And he was also on The Flash Show. The he best, did The Flash Show. one of the show. best portrayals of the Joker ever. Yeah. So, oh, did, by the way, did you see that they have a killing joke is out on like there's a digital animated movie of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to get that, it's, dude. It's the I, first R-rated one, too. Yeah, I got to get that. That's one of the best. Alan Moore, of course, got to pay tribute to the master. Alan Moore wrote like the best Batman Joker story ever. And it's been made into an animated movie. It's exciting. But uh, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful about the Star Wars uh, films. I think they're going to. The Rogue One that's coming out looks like it could be good. Although I heard that they just went back and a reshooting up to 40% of the movie. They were apparently not happy with uh, the footage. So the, the exact. That looks to be one of the. I, I, I read about that, how they're not happy. I don't know what they're not happy about because that looks like one of the coolest things I've seen. Like, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And then, of course, they're going to do other solo movies, which should be cool. Uh, Han Solo movie and or a Boba Fett movie, like anything like that, will be probably pretty cool, depending on who they get involved. But um, yeah, I just I think I think Luke's gonna knock it out of the park, man. I think Mark Hamill's gonna become this like he's gonna take over where Alec Guinness, you know what I mean, left off. He's gonna be the new elder dude, and he's gonna play. Like, oh, and he looks cool that way. Like he looks cool as, as as an old school Jedi. He looks he looks like a badass with the hood on and all that shit. Yeah, there's going to be some major lightsaber battles coming up, and it's going to be good. I want to see Kylo Ren get more disfigured. Like, I want to see him get like a really. I want he should get zapped with some uh, some lightning, like the Emperor, and get all grizzled and shit. But oh, I want to find out who Snoke I'll, Snoke is. What the hell is up with that guy? Like, I, I, that's what I want to know. Who the hell is this Snoke happened. guy? And why does he look so weird? I don't care what they say. I don't care what they say online or how much they deny it. I think that he's Darth Plagueis. You know, I think that I think that that head wound is from Palpatine when he, you know, supposedly killed him. But you know, he survived, obviously. So where the hell was he the whole time? All the Empire shit was going down. Then he was just hanging out, observing from afar. Well, I don't know. That's what they'll, you know, they'll explain all that. You know, he he could have been 
doing some weird shit to bring himself back from the dead or, you know, whatever. I think that's part of the, you know, what'll be cool to see them explain. Here's here's another thing I think they need to do in the new Star Wars movies that would not only connect it back to the originals, but will be incredibly interesting uh, plot storylines is, if you remember at the end of Return of the Jedi, there was, Luke was looking at three ghosts. It was Yoda, it was Ben, and it was Anakin, formerly Darth Vader, right? So, right. Anakin can manifest as a fucking ghost and talk to characters. You know what I mean? He is there. He was the most powerful Jedi ever, you know? So, like, don't you think he would have some type of ghostly form? Couldn't he show up? Couldn't he talk to somebody? You know what I mean? The way Ben talked to Luke? I would do that. If I was writing the story, I would be doing that. Like, I would have Anakin, like, appear to Kylo Ren or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, or to, or to Luke, or to Luke, you know, or one or the other. Or have him appear in the middle of the battle, dude. Dude, have him appear in the middle of the battle between Luke and Kylo Ren. They're having a lightsaber duel. They're attacking oh, each other. Cool. And then in the middle of their attacks appears Anakin's freaking ghost. And he's like, stop. You know, oh, dude, like this is, I need to be, I need to be writing for Hollywood, man. That's why I'm out here. I come up with this crap all the time. I, and I'm just like, what if they did? Oh, this would be great. This would be great. And I need to start doing something with all those ideas, man. And that's why I'm out here. Cali, where the dreams are made, man. That's got to be the hardest job. There's like a trillion different awesome stories that could have been done for Star Wars. And they got to pick just one and what was it? Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, we're just about out of time, I think. But um, Ben, it has been awesome geeking out with you and, uh, if you got as high as I did uh, tonight, then uh, I think we're both doing pretty all right. <laughs> well, cool. All right, man. Well, uh, we will come back in a few months and check back in down the road when there's some more movies to bullshit about. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to check out links to some of the stuff we were talking about, go to the show's Facebook page, facebook.com slash blazingwithbb. And uh, don't forget to give us a like, leave us some feedback, and... Uh, yeah, Ben. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us, man. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Talk to you later. All right, guys. And that's going to be just about it for this week's edition. Please don't forget to check us out on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Bobby Black. Facebook and Instagram, Bobby Black 420 Be sure to tune in and talk up with us again next week and every week here on Blazin. Until then, this is Bobby Black saying, Blaze on, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm.